comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to The Black Box. Welcome back to The Black Box. I'm your host, Sean Pryor. Before we get started with this week's episode, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. Apologize for the delays in between episodes. Uh, this episode was actually actually supposed to come out a few weeks ago, but convention season has started up, and that has taken up a majority of my time. But I hope to get back on a regular podcasting schedule soon. Future episodes will have people such as FPW co-founder, that's Future Pro Wrestling, uh, co-founder Matt Burden. Uh, We also have another Hip Hop Summit episode with Team Tundra, which uh, consists of Julian Lytle, uh, Tribe One, and Taylor Pithers. We will also have an episode in the future with David A. Price and so many more. And heck, we even got episode 100 coming around the bend. There's a lot of stuff going on, but we're going to get more eps to you as soon as I have the time to edit them. Speaking of which, uh, convention season has kicked off. It's been very busy. Uh, back in March, I started with the Lexington Comic and Toy Con, aka Lexington Comic Con, and that was a big success. Represented both Action Lab Entertainment and LOI Studios. Fantastic time, fantastic show. I'll tell you about this sometime when I I have more time to elaborate about convention season. A few weeks later, I attended the Comic Geek Speak Super Show, representing for Action Lab Entertainment there. Fantastic show, really good time. Yeah, no complaints. The two shows I've done so far, no complaints at all. And in the next three weeks, I will be repping for Action Lab for C2E2. And that's from April 26th through April 28th in Chicago. So if you're in the Chicago area, come to C2E2, have a good time. Come see Action Lab booth 1004. You won't be disappointed. Then after that, I'll be representing for both Action Lab and LOI Studios, along with artist Martheus Wade, artist Tressa Bowling, and a bunch of other folks at Collectibles, etc. in Lexington, Kentucky, located on Lo- Locust Drive. Actually, now Collectibles, etc. has two locations, one on the north side of town and one on the other side of town, where we'll be located, uh, the main location, and that is on Free Comic Book Day. We'll have that information posted up on the LOI Studio site real soon. And then on May 11th, the week after Free Comic Book Day, I will be representing for Action Lab and LOI Studios at Appleseed Comic Con in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The next three weeks are going to be crazy, but I'm going to have a lot of fun. Going to be selling books and uh, getting people hooked on comic books and other and other stuff. It's going to be great. I hope to see you at one of those shows. If you have the time to stop by any of these shows or events, stop by, come see me, say what's up. Um, you know, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think of you know the books. You know, the Action Lab's been doing or and all this other stuff. You know, let me know. I would really appreciate your input. Before we get on to this week's episode, um, you know, I know it's been a crazy, uh, crazy time right now uh, with the bombing that took took place in Boston, the massive shootings that took place in Chicago, the massive explosion that took place in what in the city of West Texas and even other events around the world, like a high magnitude earthquake in China, you know, Syrian army invading uh, Damascus. All this stuff going on right now is it's just it's 
it's, it's sad all this stuff is going on, but um, it was a crazy weekend. I know it drained a lot of us, and uh, you know my heart goes out to all those that have been affected by this, all this stuff as of late, and to anyone that's just been affected by you know these tragedies. So uh, know my heart is with you, and you know and hopefully the world can turn itself around and and we can do our best to be better people and uh, spread more positivity and good in this world. But you know what? Let's go ahead and get to our feature presentation. I'm on the line right now with uh, two creators who have combined forces to uh, give us a comic, but not just any comic. Um, It will be able to be found on the internet where you can read it every Tuesday and Thursday. And you will be able to see grown men fighting, talking horses, and Vikings with smartphones. The comic is called Our Adventure Continues. And to quote, to read a press quote for for Our Adventure Continues, It says, our adventure continues. It's like the Muppet Show meets Monty Python's Flying Circus, except without all the Muppets and British people, quoted by a guy I met at the store. And the two people that have created our adventure continues. The first gentleman has been on this show before. He is the artist of our adventure continues. He's angry, impatient, and he hates the smell of yogurt. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harold Jennett. Harold, how you doing, sir? Is this when I can talk now? Yeah, fool, this is when you can okay. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen, he's actually read it. I'm impressed. Sean always does his homework. Thank you for having us on. Hey, you're very welcome, Harold. And the writer of Our Adventure Continues, he's happy, a little dim, but he loves bacon. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Orr. Stephen, how you doing, sir? Let me tell you about bacon. <laughs> God put bacon on the earth. That's all. That's really all I have to say about bacon. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now is, do you have a, a preference for, for, for what kind of preferences? Like, there's a certain brand, a certain style of bacon, or just bacon? Uh, fried bacon. That's all you had to say. Crispy. Yeah. Cr- can it be rubbery? No, I can't. I can't deal with that. It's, it can be a little chewy. Didn't ask you. I know, but I'm just telling you. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I I am a fan of the crispy bacon. I will mm-hmm. let you know that. I am a fan of the crispy bacon. Um, you find me a nice pack of Smithfield bacon. I will tear it up. Um, you know, I, I'm just letting you know right now. Smithfield, some Oscar Mayer. You know, and also some turkey bacon is pretty is pretty damn good too. Are you a bacon snob? No, I'm not a bacon snob. It's just that like sometimes I have to watch my cholesterol, so I get the turkey bacon. You know, and it's a good substitute. You know, turkey bacon's not bad. Yeah, man. Look, man. Look, I got I got diabetes on one side of the family, cancer on the other. I, you know, I can't, I can't be going with like a triple stack bacon sandwich. So uh, I got to sub in that turkey bacon from time to time, so I can stay living, so I can do this podcast and talk to y'all about our adventure continues. When Sean Pryor sits down to watch Ghost Dad or Leonard Part Six, he'll always have a nice sandwich with some Smithfield bacon. Did you, I say Smithfield right? Well, you did no. okay. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You did okay. And first off, how many times I got to tell you, quit telling people that I watched Ghost Dad and Leonard Part 6. Why do you do that? Why, you said how bad it was, so that means you've watched it once. Yes, I, I, yes, I have. Yeah, And I even got it as a Christmas gift. Which I, I have then, still not seen either movie. Which I then re-gifted and sent to someone else. Good for you. 
Yes, because everybody in their lives needs to watch Leonard Part 6 at least once. I've seen it. See, did they see? Steven's seen it. Why haven't you seen it, Harold? That explains a lot. You know what? John John Cleese is in it. Yes, he is. At least his, at least his voice is. Yes. It, it, and it's a terrible movie, but you need to watch it once just so you can say you watched it and then partake in the conversation. I think my experience will be different going in to see it, expecting it to be horrible. I think if you go in thinking, this, this really could be, I'm hoping this is good. I, I think there's a difference. My experience will be less um, traumatic. Fine. Just do what you want to do. You are I want to see it. But, um, but no, let's talk about our adventure continues. It's a, a good of, idea. And, and as a matter of fact, I want to start with Steven. And I'm going to ask Steven, how did our adventure continues come to be? And what is the purpose of our adventure continues? That's a long story. Really, it came together because Harold and I just kind of, if, if you've looked, if you've read the comic online, the first strip that's up there that shows Harold and I meeting for the first time, Harold says, hey, do you want to do a webcomic with me? And I say, sure. And that's the end. That's, kind of, that's pretty much how it came about. Unfortunately, when we did that, we, we launched a web strip called Variety Smack. And we kind of just jumped in with both feet uh, and started posting strips right away, not realizing that we really couldn't keep up. And so 11 strips later, we, we wrote a, uh, a hiatus strip and said we were going on hiatus. And uh, a year later, we come back with uh, Our Adventure Continues. I think the one thing that sometimes people fail to understand when you're putting together things like web comics, web series, um, other forms of multimedia, which are supposed to come out on a timely basis, sometimes we get so excited about doing the project that we don't notice the scope. And then you go head in on something and then sometimes life gets in the way or it's maybe a little bit more than you thought it was going to be. And so all the momentum that you have for it, you have it for like a certain window and then it goes away. And so sometimes you do have to shut things down and then come back with a new game plan in order to get what you want across to the people. And that's what you're trying to do with our adventure continues. It's kind of like it's this potpourri of web comics. Yeah, and that's I mean that's kind of what we did. We we uh, set ourselves a goal. We wanted to have a certain number of uh, strips in the can and ready to go before we launched. Uh, we did end up launching, I think, three to four strips early. Um, but we had a plan. We got a bunch of strips in the can, and I'm rhyming. I mean, it's just about a couple of guys making a webcomic. Too, you also have other stories as well. Like, say, for instance, if, if memory serves me correct, you also have the priority story, correct? Yeah. Now, that's something Harold and I uh, put together. When, when we stopped doing Variety Smack, uh, the, the superhero bug kind of bit us. And we had this opportunity to, to do an eight-page story. And that's what we came up with. We wanted to do something um, that kind of, <clears throat> something a little different. You know, we got this superhero that uh, is married and has kids and kind of shows how he has to prioritize his superhero life around his family life and his work life. Um, so yeah, we had this little superhero bug that we wanted to, to 
to work on. We got that done and then we got back to the to the strip and that's really what the focus is right now on our adventure continues is the strip. Um, but you know, as the strip progresses, it's you know we may do another superhero story once in a while that will fit into the storyline of the strip because you know it's about two guys making a comic and at some point we're going to see the comic that they're working on and that's how it's going to kind of generate into some of the other genres of uh, of comic stories that we do. Yes. Now for Harold, because Harold Harold does all the fancy arts, penciling, inking, coloring and whatnot for Harold. Harold, what kind of challenges uh, have you had in making, helping to make our adventure continues? The biggest challenge is just keeping up with uh, doing it twice a week. And we did that buffer. Uh, we did like, uh, we tried to do a 30 strip buffer, but like Steven said, and some of were like, like, I don't know, 27. But anyway, uh, I, I'm already starting to, to fall behind a little bit. Uh, it's averaging about some weeks we get two done, some weeks we get one done, and I really want to stick to two. I think I think if there's been any advice that I've heard over and over consistently about a successful web strip or a web comic is to keep giving content, keep doing stuff like whatever you pick. If it's two times a week, every day, whatever, keep doing it. Don't disappear for two weeks. Don't disappear for one week. Um, so I want to make sure that we're consistent with it. I think um, back when I did the Geek Syndicate comic, one of the most fulfilling things was um, when I had f- been doing it for like a year, a year and a half, and to look back and see, you know, I, I, you know, I kept doing it. So um, I think, yeah, that's the biggest challenge right now. I mean, everything else is wonderful. Um, Steven is very supportive. Um, he's very easy to work with. He's easily amused. I could say it that way. That's not quite as nice. But he, <laughs> he, he rarely has any negative feedback for anything. Um, and uh, I, the only time, I, I always know when he has something to change. Because he'll send me an email that always starts with, I like it. I really do. But <laughs> like, uh-oh. he wants you to change something. Like, I noticed that everyone on the page has four fingers, except Captain Might has five. How come some have four? And my first reaction will be, well, you see, uh, uh, comic strip guys, the guys from the webcomic have three, because mostly cartoony characters always have, you know, three, f- four fingers, like, you know, Mickey Mouse and so and such. So I wanted to stick with that, that, uh, that, that legacy of making four fingers on cartoony characters. Now, Captain Might was more of our comic book character, so I gave him five fingers. And so on the cover, I wanted to keep the continuity of, of which characters had how many fingers. Mm-hmm. In other words, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up putting I ended up putting all the putting more fingers on. I, I ended up caving in, but it, it's very rare for for Steven to to have even when he has changes, they're they're, they're good changes. We we we. When we go back and forth, it's usually a very um, fun synergy between the two of us. It's rarely a fight to get one person to do what the other person wants. It's it, we, we have a we have a really uh, a, a good thing going on between the two of us. It's fun. We feel like we get more excited as we talk rather than less excited. Now, Stephen, how many times have you had to uh, smack Harold uh, in the creation of some of these comics? I have not. Had to smack Harold. Now, Harold's had to smack me a few times. <laughs> um, he says that I don't. I don't ask him to do a lot of changes. Now, let's talk about the reverse, though, because I will spend 
you know, three weeks slaving over a strip, writing it out, um, <laughs> sitting at my typewriter with piles of paper on the floor wadded up till I finally write this masterpiece and I send it to him and his first reaction is this sucks you need to write it again no 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 but when you finish with the typewriter and you finally get that last page do you grab the page and flip in the air like the old uh, Stephen J. Cannell sign off it does it's really cool nice and does the music play that yes yeah I have a little digital um, sound machine and I click the button when I throw the paper up in the air. I really wish you would just get a computer like everybody else because he has to scan this stupid typewriter page <laughs> and then email me the scan page. Wait, wait it's a minute. It's really archaic. Wait a minute. You're, you're serious? You use a typewriter still? No. Oh. No, not at all. Harold, see, stop that. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. See, Harold, see, Harold will talk in such a serious tone. You, I know. You will think that, I mean, it's real. It's like, yeah, he has a typewriter. I just get so tired of him scanning this stuff and sending it to me. And, and the way he says it, you believe it. And then, then you get you know an actual referral. No, it's not true. I'm like, damn it, Harold. My, my dry humor is too dry. People at, at my job still don't quite always get it. So like when I say, I'm going to kill you. They don't understand. I'm joking. I don't understand the problem. Maybe because you say it like, in such a deep, dark tone that, like, they start calling HR. Like, look, man, this Janet dude is gonna fucking kill me, and I, I, I need him. I need you to move his cubicle to the basement. I wish I, they would. I'd be happier. Okay, you don't understand. Stephen is not just the writer. He's also my emotional support at work. Okay, we don't work together, but we we. <clears throat> Staying, staying in touch, and he helps me get through the day. Well, that, hey, you have to have that. You have to have some form of camaraderie in order to do this stuff. And and it sounds like you're having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, There's funny, like I've I've read I've read the uh, strips from the promotional packet. I've checked out the web that so so professionally, like it's official. Yeah, no, it's well so, done. It, it's 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 well done. Seriously, you guys did a great job with that. And also, the website looks really nice too. Um, now, did you build the website in, uh, using WordPress? No, that's a that's just a straight up blogger site. Really? Yeah, free. <laughs> yeah, most importantly, free. We are when it comes to uh <clears throat> we're low rent, so we have to go with free and that's what we did. I mean, yeah, that's a straight up blogger website. It's it's really nice. Powered by a blogger. Well, I'll be damned. I didn't know that that you could do comics with blogger, with just blogger without any without any comic press template or yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure that that comic press has the the fancy little um, previous and next buttons already put in there for you. I have to code that ah. in every strip. Ah, the coder. Yes. Some, okay. Sometimes I forget it. Yeah. Sometimes. Some, sometimes I put in the wrong link. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I got to talk to you about that later. Actually, about <laughs> <laughs> another one. Oh, oh boy. boy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> awkward um no no that that's cool though i mean well but i think that's a whole other thing too i think uh, one thing that people sometimes have a tendency to not understand because a lot of folks that see this stuff just think it's made out of magic <clears throat> is that having a sense of programming or at least some form of computer slash it sense as well as having artistic sense helps and especially for you know for what for for what y'all are trying to do or for anybody that has a webcomic is trying to do you have to have some form of technical mobility in order to survive. You do. You, you just do because sometimes you, you would get to a point where you, you were constantly relying on others to help you get to where you need to be. And then you can take the ball and run with it. But the fact that 
you know, you know code and that you're building, you know, that you built your website on your own. Like I said, it's really nice. It's very, very nice. I'm really impressed with it. It has a very nice design, nice color palette. It's a really good feel and it's very inviting. So uh, kudos. Thanks. I'm, I'm, we're actually, we're, we're pretty, we're, we're very happy with it. It was funny when we first we first put it together and launched it. We're like, look at it. I'm just going to go to it again. It's, <laughs> it's actually on the internet. Um, one of the strips, I think one of the strips that made me enjoy our adventure continues and it actually made me get the humor that uh, that you all are doing on the uh, for the for the strip it was at mo comics there's a guy sitting behind the counter at mo comics and there's this um he's not an irate fanboy i just call it he's just the, the just the typical the typical dude that just hates stuff to hate stuff and he's holding his phone he says check it out a new web comic and the guy behind the counter at mo comics says what's it called and then the other guy says variety smack then the guy behind the counter says that sounds dumb and then the other guy says, I am so tweeting about how stupid this is. And the other guy says, it's that bad? And the other guy says, no idea. Haven't read it yet. And that that rings so true with so many people that just slam on things without even knowing what it's about. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that, you know, y'all have that type of humor on this, you know, on this strip or, you know, a variety of strips. There are just strips where sometimes the two of you are trying to just talk about, hey, like you said, we're making a webcomic. This is what we're trying to do. And then Harold wants to slap Steven. It, it's all types of random silliness. And and sometimes I think that people fail to understand that, like, with three panel and four panel comic strips, there has to be a sense of timing a sense, you know, a sense of timing, a sense of, okay, this is where the comedy beat's going to drop. This is where the deadpan's going to drop. This is where the dry humor's going to drop. And you have to have, both writer and artist have to have some form of camaraderie to do this. Because, like, a lot of artists, um, like, say, for instance, like, or, like, creators, like, old school, like, uh, old school cats, like the late Charles Schultz, you know, he had to both write and draw so you know he had to know the sense of timing in order to make a strip come across just right and seeing that you two team up to do this together it's up to the both of you to make sure that that timing's down the one thing i can i can definitely say that that you two do very well is that you have impeccable comedic timing and how long did that take for the both of you to get that when doing these comics Number one, that let me. Oh, I want Stephen to answer first. I just want to say that means a lot because that's that's very important to both of us that that's coming across. Yeah, it. You know, it's the first thing I learned when I tried when I started writing these strips is that writing a, a four-panel gag strip is not easy. I can't tell you how many times I would send Harold a strip <laughs> and he would come back and he, you know, dude, I cannot fit this many words in one of these panels. You're gonna have to cut some of this some of this stuff out and it, it did it has taken me a while to try to, to to really kind of come to grips with that and you know because i will have ideas and i'll sit down and i'll start to write it out and i'll realize that's going to take at least 23 panels to really get this joke across and how can i condense that down to four and it's 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 hard as far as a sense of timing i, I don't i don't know um i really don't know how to answer that well i think it was funny because when you asked, you know, how did we get all of this started? I mean, there's a little more to the story than just me and Steven saying, hey, let's do a comic. W one thing that happened was early on, he had sent me, and we didn't really know each other very well. We knew each other from the comic forums, but that was about it. He, he sent me uh, 
a script he wanted to do uh, for an anthology. And he just wanted to get my, my advice on, on what I thought of it. And, I, and I, I've gotten some before. And some, sometimes it's hard when you get a script because I'm a people pleaser. I have a hard time being honest with, with feedback. And so far, a lot of the stuff people sent me, not to sound like a diva, but some of the stuff just wasn't really that, that good. And I, 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 I hate getting these because I don't want to put the per- – I don't want to have to, you know, in a nice way say this isn't very good. So Stephen sent me this script, and I read it. And I was so pleasantly surprised that I was like, this is really good. And his, but to what you're saying, Sean, Stephen's sense of timing and for his prose and also his comic scripts um, is, is so good. My wife read it and she's, she really thought that she was reading a, a, a published professional author. Like I love Stephen's writing and I think his humor, his timing, it's, it's awesome. I don't, I, I, I am so glad to be working with him and I think that we just get each other. Like when he sends me, like, I mean, he said this about me before, so I, I'm not bragging, but he has said when he sends me a script, you know, he gives me kind of an idea what's going on. He, he, he actually doesn't give me too much detail. He actually, it's, it's nice because he really trusts me to fill in the blanks and lets me play a little bit. He gives me just enough information. And when it comes back, as, as far as what, what Stevens told me is he's always been very, very happy with how it turns out. He's like, this is just what I was thinking of. But we just work well together. The way that he, Imagine strips turning out in the way I imagine strips turning out are almost always the same. I think we have very similar senses of humor, and that helps a lot. Agreed. And he's he's right, though, too. It's like I can't tell you how many times I've sent him something <clears throat> with little to no description, and he gives it, sends, a, sends the artwork back, and it's like that is exactly what I saw in my head. If there ever comes a time where I have to work with another artist, I just I don't think I'm going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Harold start well, laughing? I don't know. Why did, is, is like he was trying? He was he he was having a moment, Harold. He was having a moment. Oh, I didn't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> I, I meant no, I just, I got it funny. Like I just can't work with the other artists. I've spoiled him. I'm sorry. I I laughed because it's 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 flattering and it was a nervous way to react because I don't know how to take feed. I don't know how to take flattery way Harold, very well. Harold, I'm just messing with you, sir. Stop it! <laughs> so I hang up on you again. <laughs> Stephen, because this is your first time on the Black Box uh, podcast, one of the, one of the questions that we ask around around here of, of almost everyone that's been on the show, you know, what influences you to create the art that you create in you know in your writing? Who influences you? What are your influences? Probably my my two biggest uh, influences as far as authors are Stephen King and Douglas Adams. Dang, those are the exact two I thought of. I really? knew it so well. Yes. <laughs> what do we win? <laughs> oh wait, this isn't the dating game. Sorry. No, it's not. <laughs> Let Stephen continue. Um, I mean, as far as comic writers, you know, I don't know. Um, Robert Kirkman, I love his stuff. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff J. Michael Straczynski has done. But I mean, as far as what inf- what kind of motivates me or influences me, it's. A lot of it is it, I will read something and I will think, you know, that's that's really cool, but that's not, you know, I could see it going a different way. And I start getting a story in my head and I realize the only way I'm going to be able to read that story is just to write it. So, I mean, that that's kind of what 
motivates me is if I think of a, a story that I think I would really like to read, but no one else is writing it, so I guess I'm just going to have to. Harold, since the last couple of times you've been on the show, are there any new influences uh, that influence you to uh, you know create what you create, or or is there anything that you've seen recently that has really inspired you? Oh boy, um, I, I would have to say uh, my biggest influences are just a lot of the web comics I see that are just coming out. They're coming out every week consistently and looking amazing. And specifically, Mike Norton's Battle Pug. How does the man get it done? I don't know where he gets the time. Um, that and uh, what's the one with the uh, the bears? Bear Mageddon. Bear Mageddon. Yeah, oh, love that one. I think Bear Mageddon specifically speaks to me because it it has it has it, this isn't meant as a slight at all. It has a really nice loose style, I think, but it still looks really good. And so it kind of showed me that you know what you can you can do a web comic and you can kind of have some fun and the artwork hasn't doesn't have to be super super precise. In some ways, it's kind of nice to see a little bit more of a loose scribbly style to it. Um, the thing is, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I am still um, drawing our strip a little, a little more clean than I want to. There's some days where I just want to, I really want to loosen up more than I am. Um, I think I've come a long way. Not to brag, but I'm very happy with the style of, of, of the characters. I like, I like that it looks loose. It looks stylistic. It has a nice motion to it. Um, my stuff always used to be a little bit too stiff. Um, but I want to I want to go even farther than that. So like Bear Mageddon's been very uh, inspiring, inspiring to me in that respect. One thing I will say, Harold, is that your color palette is great. Thank you. Your color palette is really great because like sometimes like a, a lot of the web comics that like I've read over the years, like a lot of them are grayscale, you know, black and white, which is fine. And I enjoy reading whether it be black and white color, whatever. It's you know as long as I enjoy the comic, that's what matters most. But if you're doing a color comic. Um, one key is, is that the color palette has to be right because there are some great comics out there that are well written and the art's really nice, but sometimes the colors just throw off that comic so bad that I don't want to read it anymore. And you always have a nice balance when it comes to the colors for for for, for almost like a for the majority of the comics that you've done over the years even when you felt that your art was stiff it always had a great sense of color proper shading uh, nothing you know nothing is overdone nothing is over rendered it's just beautiful a perfect example there's a strip that you did where um Harold and Steven, Harold said, look, I can't do this anymore. And he, and he walks out of the strip. He's done. He's not going to do, do the comic with Steven anymore. And, and he finally realizes that, you know, he needs Steven back in his life. And Harold's sitting at a park bench and he's got, you see the tree and it's the fall because the leaves are changing and the leaves are falling. And he's looking at his phone and he finally calls Steven and the, the, just the use of colors from like Steve, from like Harold's clothes to the trees, to the falling leaves, um, the sense of shadows and, and depth, per, depth perception, all of that. It's, it's beautiful. And it, you know, it's a, it's a four panel strip. And, and sometimes I don't think people realize the power of color and the power of color, uh, what the power of color can have on a comic, but you get it. And I really got to give you props for that. Thank you. That that means a lot. I'm actually I'm actually surprised because I get that feedback a lot about the color. Um, 
And I think as an artist, like, I guess I tend to always be first looking for, you know, the artwork's great. Um, but it really means a lot to me. And it, we almost we almost didn't make it color. Uh, Stephen talked me into it. And, and we wouldn't be able to make it a color strip if it wasn't for Stephen because he actually does the flats. He learned Photoshop to just so we could make it color and do the flats. Other times we would never have time to. So he does all the flat color and I go in and I will tweak the shading mm-hmm. and uh, tweak some of the colors. Um, I mean, I guess at first, I think I was doing all the coloring for a little while. Uh, but yeah, he came in and, and, and sometimes I will, I'll give him you know some suggestions for colors I'd rather use. But Steven picked right up on it. And I think his choices have been great for the colors too. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for as for. I almost I would like to give some inspiration for where I got the color, where I got the feel for color from. I, I the main thing I I think of like right off the top of my head is most of I mean what I've done all my life as a career has been um, uh, t-shirt design and separation. Like I do the color separation for t-shirts. Um, usually color separation for t-shirts is very limited. You have eight colors, twelve at the most, because of how many screens you have to print on a shirt. So I've always been really limited to how many colors I can use. So part of me wonders if maybe that's why I go crazy with my colors is because I just feel really free. Um, but I do have some inspirations. I, 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 I mean, off the top of my head, I, I really like animated stuff. And I think that's spoken to me for color usage. But mm-hmm. I can't really put my finger on a specific one. I don't want to sound like a diva saying, you know, it's all just me. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, thank you. I, it, that means a lot. I'm oh, glad that the the colors are people are, are very pleased with it. Oh no, you're very welcome. And Stephen, I'm 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 glad Harold mentioned that you do the flats. That and that's all self taught. That is great. Seriously, you two make for a great team. Mm. Well, it's somewhat self taught. I mean, I <clears throat> Harold helped a lot. Uh, we all know you know Eric White. Yes, yes, I Geeky do. White guy. He helped a lot. Um, but and I, and I do. I want to second Sean what you're saying about his colors because here's the thing: the, the art. I love the art. I love it. And when I, you know, when I give him a script and then I get the line work back, I just I get really giddy because I, you know, I see what I wrote right there and it and it's exactly how I pictured it in my head. So I get kind of giggly and, and 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 giddy. And then you know I flat it and I send it back and then he comes back sends it back to me with all the shading and it's, I get even more giddy, you know, I just want to keep pulling it up and looking at it. And, uh, you know, if (laughs) I'd probably bug you most of the day, I'm looking at the strip again. It looks really cool. I actually missed that. (laughs) I got, I get addicted to that. Sadly. Tell me again, how good my art is, Steven. I need this. Tell me again, but that would get creepy. So I won't do that. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Harold, Harold, Harold. What? I'm an open book. Oh, hey, it's all right, brother. It's all right. I don't want to read, but an open book nonetheless. It's okay. It's okay. No. Okay. Now, Stephen, not only do you write Our Adventure Continues, um, you've also uh, written um, a bunch of short stories. And I remember, if I recall, I recall, I remember a few years ago, um, while I worked during my breaks, I, you, you had like a series of stories. And I can't remember the website offhand right now, but um, you used to have a set of uh, short stories. And I do know right now that you have a, um, an ebook 
um, at this time. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your ebook? Yeah, actually, um, <clears throat> well, it's called Norman, Oklahoma, and the Zombie Fanboys of Doom. And it was actually, uh, Harold told the story of, of me showing a script to him. Um, I had written that as a, a, a short comic story to, to do for an anthology, but it never happened, so I just turned it into a prose story. Um, and it's, it's, it's really one of the first stories I wrote that I actually completed because uh, I have a lot of prose stories that, that I've never finished. And um, I was uh, reading some information online about ebooks and this place called smashwords.com. And I wanted to give it a try because I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, a second draft of kind of a retelling, a modern day retelling of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And I'm looking for areas to, to, to publish that. And so I wanted to give this smashwords.com a try. And so I put that Norman, Oklahoma story up there. And so, yeah. Now, as far as, because we had uh, Mark Johnson on the show episodes back um, a few times talking about ebooks and whatnot. Um, what challenges have you had in doing ebooks as far as getting the word out and trying to get attention and to get sales for your book? There's actually a lot of challenges. Um, I'm not the most social of people. And everything I've read about marketing, you know, the first thing they tell you is you need to you need to get out there on places like Facebook and Twitter and message boards and, and all these places and just be sociable and and, uh, you know, people will, you know, if they like you and they like what you have to say, they're probably going to go buy your book. But that's that's probably the hardest part for me is is, is trying to get the word out there without sounding like a you know, a spammer. That's probably the biggest challenge. So you, you know, you do eBooks, you do a lot of prose writing. Um, do you see yourself like writing additional eBooks in the future or just doing more prose short stories or, um, or is it, or is it kind of like, you know what, the air is open right now. And if, when I get back to it, I get back to it. Yeah. I'm not the fastest writer in the world, unfortunately. And, and Harold's on me about that all the time. Uh, he apparently seems to like this Goldilocks story I'm working on. And I think it angers him that, you know, really the story is done, but I'm going back and doing a second draft of it. And it's just taken me forever to do it. And but, yeah, that's the plan is to try to do more ebooks, um, whether it's short story or, or full novels. But it just just depends on the time and the motivation are the two big challenges for that. Because I don't have a lot of time and don't have a lot of motivation. So it <laughs> makes it hard. Well, but at least you're doing our adventure continues on a consistent basis. And that's a, and that's good. But let me just say that I think Stephen needs to go whole hog and find an actual publisher and get this thing published for real. But that's with my own like limited knowledge of how publishing works. It's like when people tell me, you should do your own comic and get rich. <laughs> Uh, it, ain't, it, that up. it ain't it ain't nineteen ninety five no more. The the comics game is, is is a tough racket. I mean it's it's one of those things where you really you you're doing it for the love, but at the same time you have to build your audience. So it's just like with web comics. It's just like with ebooks, anything. You have to build your audience. And if you don't build your audience, well one, how do they know where to find you? And two, you won't have an audience. So it takes a lot of time to build that audience in order to find a way, you know, possibly to make revenue from your audience. You know, you're not trying to fleece them. It's just that you, you know, it's like, look, I, I present this material to you 
and some of it may be free, like web comics. The majority of web or web comics out there are free. Uh, there are a few that have a paywall, but for the most part, they're free. And your what you hope is is that your fan base will you know give you some money for other things that you are actually working on that they have to pay for. And but for the most part, we do it we do it for the love. And that's, you know, whether it be podcasting, comics, whatever. Majority of the time we do it for the love, but sometimes, you know, you definitely want to make some money because you got mouths to feed, bills to pay. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you have to have those things. So, so yeah, it, it, it can be frustrating sometimes, but it doesn't mean that we have to stop creating things. Now, you know, we talked about favorites, you know, we talked about like uh, inspirations and we've talked about, you know, you know your comic, your, uh, <clears throat> we've talked about inspirations, we talked about our, our adventure continues, we've talked about color palettes, writing, artistry, all that stuff. Outside of all that stuff, when you have free time, what is it that you guys enjoy doing? And we'll start with Steven. When I have free time, um, I'm not really, I don't understand the question. <laughs> i'm not sure what that means i know how you feel and trust me i know exactly how you feel but when, when you have a spare teeny tiny moment is there something that you get to enjoy yeah um i get to enjoy my kids i get to enjoy my family um when they're all in bed i might watch an episode of supernatural now and then on netflix um Maybe do a little reading. I'm actually, um, yeah, I dropped out of reading comic books a long time ago because I just couldn't afford it. But thanks to my local library, I'm I'm able to read an odd trade now and again. And I'm going back and catching up on the Sixth Gun by uh, Colin Bunn and uh, Brian Hurt, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm on the fourth trade right now, and it's really really good. Um, All right, what about you, Harold? Mass Effect Three multiplayer has been eating up the, uh, the the free time I have uh, for the most part. I haven't even touched the single player yet. Um, I, I was trying to finish uh, Mass Effect 2 uh, as quickly as I could so I could jump into the multiplayer while it was still active and I am actually good at it. Um, usually on online games I get my butt kicked. Um, so I'm enjoying that game. Uh, I've been reading Transformers by IDW which is su- surprisingly good. Um, I did not realize that it is a considered a reboot, kind of like the uh, Ultimate Marvel Universe was considered a reboot. They have a few Transformers titles. They even uh, just started a Transformers title where it picks up where the Marvel book left off. Yes. Yes. Generation 2, I think? Uh, I think so. Or Regeneration 1. Yeah, there it is. There you go. You hit it right yes. on the head. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I saw that at the comic book shop. I'm like, they're doing that with this? I was like, wow. That's, I'm like, that's pretty bold, but um, I guess it's got a decent following. Enough to do it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got into the Transformer stuff because I had heard recently how great the uh, Robots in Disguise and um, More Than Meets the Eye books are. Uh, like, they're not just good Transformers books. They're just excellent books and comic books in general. So every time I de- every time uh, Comixology has a sale, um, I will pick up whatever's on sale. And so far, so good. Oh, Megatron Origins was the only stinker in the bunch so far. That was almost unreadable. Mainly because I think the coloring was everything looked too, all the tones, all the um, 
there there was not much difference between light and dark. Everything was kind of like the same, the same shade. So it was very hard to tell what was in the foreground, what was in the background. So the coloring made it very difficult uh, to read it. But otherwise, everything's been great on that. And I read a lot of um, Marvel Digital Unlimited, the thing where you pay like one fee a year and just read all you want. Have you ever read Transformers All All Hail Megatron? Oh, I haven't gotten into it yet. I read the first issue of it, and that's that was free on Comixology. That's what that's what really sold me. Go when you get a chance. When if it's on sale, buy it. I have the whole thing. I have. I just haven't read it yet. Okay, you won't be disappointed. First off, the artwork is incredible. Yeah, the artwork is incredible. The colors are incredible. The story is great, and it links like the toy line, the animated series. And the comics into like this one universe, and you get things that you would never think would ever team up together for one yeah. book. Yeah, and you're just like, whoa! That to me, that's like the best one of the best Transformers series of all time. And like, I'm always behind on comics. I mean, always behind. I mean, when you make com, when you try to, when you help to make comics for a living, you don't get to read comics all the time. And nope, uh, and like I started reading All Hail All Hail Megatron a few years ago, and I'm almost done with it. Yes, I know it's taking me that long. Yeah, but, I'm the same way. But it's a beautiful book. Yes, it, it's beautiful. I mean, there are times where I wish where I could have comics where you would get you know the full comic with the lettering, but then I could just take the lettering out and then just see the just then just see the uh, you know the artwork with the pencils, inks, and letters, or yeah. just be able just to break it down in layers from lettering to colors to flats to pencils to inks. You know what I mean? To breakdowns, oh, yeah. all that. I wish I could get more of that, out, you know, out of out of these digital books. And one day, and one and one day, one day we will. And sometimes, you know, maybe we don't need to see all that because sometimes the artists say, you know what, that's not how it's intended to be seen. So I'm not going to respect that. But um. Going back and looking at um, Jack Kirby work, like go back and look at the New Gods books from like the seventies, um, from DC Comics. Jack Kirby, like just straight pencils, is a beast on that book. I mean, a straight beast. Craziest concepts you'll ever see. Beautiful storytelling. First issue was gorgeous. Second issue, the colors are great. The pencils are great. But Vin, but Vinnie Coletta ink the second issue and it just it it makes Kirby's great pencils look average. Yeah. And it hurts my heart. You know what I mean? And so oh, I'm yeah. like so I'm like, I wish I could just see that book sans inks, sans colors, and just the pencil work. Because then I would know how gorgeous that artwork is. You know, so I've, I've had times where I almost prefer that the inks like Whenever I look at something where you see the inks first, and then you see how well you see the pencils first, and then you get to see the inks. Nine times out of ten, I'm like, "Oh man, I wish they could just keep the pencils." Like, there's just something. There's just something about the energy that's in there. There are great inkers. See, here's the thing: there are great inkers out there. To me, to me, because I'm old school, you can't have a comic book with just a penciler and a colorist. You got to have an inker. You know what I mean? Yep. And and there's some great inkers out there, but sometimes you, you, you got to make sure you team the right penciler with the right inker. You know what I mean? Because sometimes inks can overpower a book, but also inks can also complement a penciler. And you just got to find that right combination. 
you know, because there are great teams like you know we you know like we're kids of the '80s, so we we know when when John Byrne would team up with like uh, Joe Rubenstein or Terry Austin or Carl Kiesel. Yeah, you knew it was going to look gorgeous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, then there's other anchors I won't name that. Oh. Like, I didn't even recognize the penciler after they got done with it. Right, 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 right. You know, you knew, like, on the X-Men book in the 80s, like, if uh, whoever was going to handle Ramita Jr.'s ink, Ramita Jr. pencils, you knew whoever's going to ha- handle the inks on that, it was going to mm-hmm. look gorgeous. You knew who was ever going to handle inking Paul Smith pencils was going to be gorgeous, and it always worked. They they found that balance between teams. Yeah. Um, well, if I knew that if Claus Jansen is inking John Romita Jr.'s pencils. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I can't stand. I normally am not a big fan of Claus Jansen's work on most other things. You know, I used to be, but something happened where it's just getting a little bit too clunky or chunky or something. But he, I love his stuff on on Romita Jr. Well, you know, you know, you know, it's like it's like that when um, for example, Eric Larson. Life, you know, because like Liefeld made a comeback, he reopened, he reopened the studio. He's got all those books coming out through Image, and he was uh, doing like a Supreme book. Yep. But Larson did the, did the, uh, he did. I'm sorry, he did the breakdowns. Larson did the breakdowns, and somebody else inked them. Yep. And that was the first time in ages where I could enjoy Eric Larson artwork. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, I, and that's not a slight or diss towards Erickson because Erickson has his own style. Yeah. And when I was younger, I used to love Eric Larson artwork. Then I got older, didn't care much for it. But on that Supreme book where he was doing breakdowns and somebody else was doing finishes, I'm like, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it's funny how our, how our tastes change that, that much when we get older. Yeah. If someone absolutely loved to suddenly we can't stand them anymore, or at least we just aren't feeling it. Yeah, well, yeah, just, uh, I, I, just wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling Larson for a long time, and that's no knock on Larson. Yeah. You know, it's no knock on Larson at all. It's just that that's just how I felt about his, his art. doesn't mean that it's bad. It's not. That Supreme book, I'm like, yeah, I can read this. I like this. This is nice. Yeah, it, it is weird how, how our... How our um, how our tastes do change, but that's just a part of life. Let's make sure that the people know everywhere they can find you guys on the internet. And, um, and make sure they know where they can find our adventure continues. So, Stephen, let them know all the places they can find you on the Internet and let them know where, where they can find our adventure continues. Our adventure continues is just at ouradventurecontinues.com. Uh, you can find me at stevenorelse.com. S-T-E-E-V-E-N-O-R-R else.com. Can you tell them that one more time? S-T-E-E-V-E-N orrelse.com All right, and Mr. Janet, can you tell them where they can find you on the internet? Well, right now, um, I do have uh, I have a website that's uh, haroldjanet.wordpress.com and it has my artwork. I will be completely honest in saying I have not updated that in a while, especially since I've been doing uh, our adventure continue our adventure continues. But if you want to see some of my older stuff, I do have artwork on there. Uh, maybe someday I will start putting stuff on there again. It does have uh, information. Like, it'll show some of my older work if you want to check that out for fun. Um, you can see me on Facebook, uh, Harold Jeanette. 
on, just look up Harold Jeanette and you'll find me. There aren't many other Harold Jeanettes on there, so you will not have a hard time finding me. Uh, and Twitter. I am, actually, I think I am Trusty Mutsi on Twitter. T-R-U-S-T-Y-M-U-T-S-I. You will also not have trouble finding that. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And we are, we are updating Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we will tell the people on Twitter. We will tell you on Facebook and a couple of the, uh, the forums as well. But gentlemen, thank you again for coming on the podcast to talk about our adventure continues. Had a great time with y'all and um, continued best to the both of you. Thanks. Thanks for having us on, Sean. It's, uh, I really enjoyed being on. I've been listening to you for a while, so it's kind of cool to be on an episode with you. Yes, Sean, thank you for having us on. And I'm not saying this because you're having us on to flatter you, but you are an amazing interviewer. You make it smooth. You make everything flow, and it's just always very enjoyable to be ha- be on. And you always throw in just enough, just enough fun and humor to give it that extra juice. No, well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Like I said, I, I have fun doing this. If I didn't have fun doing it, I wouldn't do it anymore. You know, doing these podcasts to me, it's like release the ultimate release therapy, and it's um, it's just it's it's my joy. You know what I mean? And I get to talk to people about stuff they love to do, and we have a good time. That's what it's all about, and I'm glad that y'all could partake in this. So so thank you again. Thank you. And that concludes this week's Black Box. The Black Box is a member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at HHWLOD.com, where you can download previous episodes of this podcast, as well as Donnie Salvo's Tales from the Attic and John Carroll's The Carroll Chronicles. This podcast is also available on iTunes. The Black Box is also a member of the Comics Podcast Network. If you're on iTunes or the Forum for Geeks board, feel free to leave us a comment. You can also reach the podcast at blackboxpodcast1 at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next episode, dream big, hustle hard, and never stop. See, now we're making Steven uncomfortable. I... That takes I'm, a lot, trust me. <laughs> I have a lot of experience in making Steven uncomfortable. Uh, Harold's goal every day. <laughs> <laughs> I picture him brushing his teeth, looking in the mirror. What am I going to do to make Steven uncomfortable today? Um, y'all are crazy. Um, that's when it will air, just so you know. Um, okay. because oh, screw that. Screw that. I know he did not just hang up on me. Right. Was that Harold? Did, did Harold do that? I'm sorry. Did, see, I, I get a little diva. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I this is what I deal with when I have him on the show, Stephen. Prima Donna. He learned that stuff from Daryl. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. He learned that from Daryl. That's what hey. he did. Learn, learn, <laughs> look, man, I'm going to give you a 16-ounce bottle of Act Right. Okay. I'll drink it all right now. <laughs> Thank I'll you. I'll hold my nose. Thank you for having us on. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're welcome. It's no problem. Let's go ahead, let's go ahead and, uh, and get this underway. I, you know, no, I'm, I'm glad that... Um, you know, I'm glad that, you know, the two of you have, you know, joined forces to consistently put out, put out comics. Um, you two are good for each other um, as far as making comics go and whatnot. 
and it's always in like on, on, on Herald for you, I'm glad you're back into doing sequential art because like, you know, Harold and I have talked for years. Um, we've talked on and off for years, whether it be on the phone, whether it be through Skype, whether it be through emails, you know, we'll ask each other how we're doing, how's life treating you. And there have been times where Harold's like, you know what? I got to get away from this for a while. Or, you know, or I feel that I need, you know, right now, maybe this isn't the right time for me to do this right now. Let me hop out and come back later when I feel when I feel that things are right for me. And I'm glad you're back in. Thank you. Because you need to be you need to be in this. You're too talented to not be, you know, you're too talented to like let it sit. You know what I mean? We all need to have that moment where we take a break. And that goes for anybody, artist, writer, composer, filmmaker, everything, everything in life. You need to take breaks from time to time so you don't get burned out. But and like I said, I've said this a number of times, like Harold, I've seen the progression. Like I remember like first Super Show, uh, you know, first Super Show when you did mimes with, with Wayne Cordova. And actually, ironically, when I was cleaning up my comic book collection today, I, I found it. And I'm like, I'm looking at that and now I look at this and I'm like, it's and, and mimes was great. But I look at this. I'm like, wow, Harold has really stepped his game up, you know, going from mimes, the geek syndicate comic, you know, other side joints that you did now to this. There's a progression. And even when you've taken that time off to say, you know what, let me get right. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to come back even better than ever. And every single time you do that. And I'm, but I'm glad that you're back in this game because, like I said, you're, you know, you're you're great at what you do, and now you you know you're teamed up with somebody that you're teamed up with Steven to tell fun to tell fun stories, and you guys make for a great team, and I want to see that continue from the both of you, and you know this doesn't have to have a time limit. You know, and like I said, we all have our things to do in our own personal lives, and sometimes things are going to change. But you know, I you know, like the selfish side of me says, I want you to do this forever. And you know, but things can change in a year, in two years, three years, who knows? But I'm proud of the fact that the both of you are together doing this comic. Oh, thank you. I'm going to say this over and over again. Thank that that means more than I can say, and I, I, I really, really mean that. I. I I'm gonna get emotional here, but no, it, it just it just means a lot. I wanted to quit a couple times, and you and some other people were the ones that kept me going. Oh and, yeah, and uh, I, I quit too easily at saying things, and I really it means you, you specifically, Sean, Stephen. Uh, a lot of people have told me don't quit, keep doing it, and um, it's funny. It, it also helped when I read a Spider-Man comic. It was it was another with great power comes great responsibility. I'm not saying like I have this great amazing thing but i feel like it is my it is a talent i have and like if i don't use it i need to i i need to use it for something good or else it's just it's wasted and i don't know i don't have really good words right now but thank you that means a lot oh no you're welcome i remember i told you one time if you stopped i was gonna i was gonna come out to your house with a bat (laughs) (laughs) and you know and then your wife would have called the police (laughs) And your kids be like, what is this black man doing in front of our house, daddy? Why is he saying angry words? And no. And I was like, no, you you don't quit. It's okay to step, take breaks. Don't you quit. Don't like, you okay, quit. Sean. Okay. <laughs> you know, don't you quit. You know, you don't want me to get violent. I'm a peaceful man. 
I'm peaceful. <laughs> but uh, no. Don't sound like it. I know right, not right now. No, not at all. No. 